You are listening to an SAFM podcast, 104 to 107 nationwide. Stream us live on www.safm.co.za or via the SABC Plus app. SABC News, independent and impartial. Yeah, no, indeed, um, Elvis, this is our um, busiest time. Um, and indeed, as the uh, people are celebrating out there, we have to make sure that people are properly facilitated uh, as they wish to exit South Africa for having some Christmas or holiday outside the Republic. Talking about exits, uh, can you elaborate on the specific operations and measures that the border management authorities intensifying at the various border posts during the festive season? Yeah, no, Elvis, we have done a lot of planning. Uh, we fairly uh, understood that this time around there will be a number of people that will be uh, actually traveling and also exiting South Africa, as it were, and of course some of them entering the, the Republic. So on that basis, we did a lot of planning, preparing for this particular period, particularly with the view that um, we are expecting us to return back into the pre-COVID numbers which will be around 6 million or so individuals. So up to this point, I have been deployed myself at uh, Libombo Bora Post into, um, into, into, into Mozambique. And at that point, by the way, we actually locked the highest number of um, people that we had to administrate a day, and that was uh, 28,000. So all in all, we had uh, facilitated around 350,000 people out of Libombo uh, port of entry into Mozambique site. In terms of Bait Bridge, for instance, uh, which is our second top in terms of land ports, we have administrated around um, uh, uh, 300,000 uh, individuals into the, the Zimbabwean site. Uh, in terms of the average numbers, on a daily basis, we're looking at around 18,000 per day that we have been facilitating. Um, and of course, our top port being Oar Tambo International Airport, we are now sitting at uh, over 400,000 that we have facilitated. So everything is going according to plan. There has been some bit of um, uh, congestion uh, in both uh, Libombo and Bay Bridge, but we're able to deal with all of those issues. As we speak now, the numbers are fairly almost done. We have fairly um, dealt with the apex, which was on Saturday. And of course, in Bait Bridge, we had some uh, last numbers that we we're dealing with yesterday. But as of today, being Christmas Day itself, the numbers are almost uh, done. We are just uh, looking forward to the next coming weekend. Uh, what measures specifically at Bait Bridge and, and La Bombo have you implemented in terms of the backlog of traffic uh, stretching? Because we know it's a very busy port. Yeah, if, if I can start at Libombo, um, Elvis, just to indicate that what we did is um, we actually created uh, some, uh, I would say, uh, uh, temporary processing points so that we can process people in different uh, in different uh, platforms. Mm. So in that context, for instance, we had a place where we were processing all the pedestrians. These are the people who came through buses, taxis that they had to get off and come into a, a shelter where we were, we were processing them. We also had a place called Kilometer 7 where we were processing small vehicles and in there we had co-located with the uh, Zimbabwe, uh, with the Mozambican colleagues and in there we're processing people for exiting South Africa but also entering Mozambique at that point once they are done being processed there we then uh, kind of escort them out 
through the bypass and of course we had a place where we were processing um the the tracks because the tracks were also there in, in a way and we had to make sure that they are processed separately and the last area of processing was exactly inside the port where we were processing people so we had four areas of processing that mm. were set up for the purposes of the festive period and has that assisted with the movement of people in and out especially the, the big trucks going through yeah, no, indeed. Um, Elvis, it did uh, facilitate uh, the, the movement, as it were, given the volumes, as I've indicated, the queues were uh, very long, but we were able to facilitate. Hence, I said that we facilitated around 28,000 individuals, which is the mm. highest number, by the way. They've even surpassed the number of uh, Oartambo at, uh, at Libombo. And one thing that we have also observed, Elvis, is that there are also South Africans that were exiting via Libombo going for holidays in, in Mozambique. And we suspect most of those will be going to the beaches that side, primarily mm -hmm. because of the issues in Deben uh, uh, beaches. Yeah. What specific measures, Doctor, has the BMA taken to address and curb illegal movement of persons and goods with a focus on cross-border organized criminal elements as well as general crimes in ports of entry and border law enforcement areas? You see, um, uh, Elvis, when we talk about the exit uh, leg of our execution of the plan, we do not have much uh, of a problem in as far as that aspect is concerned, primarily because the focus and the majority of the people are exiting the country into their countries or into holidays. So that part that you're referring to in terms of the illegal movement of individuals, the illegal movement uh, of uh, illicit goods in particular, we deal with that in most of the time in the return phase and our, I mean, our return leg. So the return leg is going to resume on the 2nd of January, and that is where we'll have a lot of work to do in terms of making sure that we counter any movement of people into the Republic illegally, as well as the movement of illicit goods. But in any event, what we have done, Elvis, we have deployed the border guards. We have requested 60 additional immigration inspectors from the Department of Home Affairs, and we also have members of the SNDF that we have co-deployed. Uh, with the border guards along the vulnerable segments on the borderline, but also intensifying access control into the port to make sure that people are not able to access the country illegally or even push any illegal or, or illicit goods. Hmm. Talking about illegal entry, can you perhaps share the key interception statistics during your operations, including individuals attempting illegally illegal entry, as well as those who are overstaying uh, with their expired visas and individuals refusing entry for various other reasons? Yeah, you see, when we deal with the exit, um, Elvis, um, as indicated, because here we talk of the people that are going back into their country. Yes. So in that instance, we, we fairly deal with the people who overstayed. And on that basis, what we then do, we do not deny them to exit because they're going back to their countries. Mm. But what we do instead, we actually process them, we take their fingerprint, we declare them undesirable, and we ban them from entering the country for the next five years. I see. So up to this point, the average figures that we have is around 800 across the various ports. But, but like I said, there is basically people that are just going home, and therefore we do not disallow them from going home. Mm -hmm. But we will be at a lookout for them not to, to be allowed return. to return. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because they are obviously uh, declared undesirable. Now, now, Doctor, what successes has the BMA realized? Because you, you are pretty busy since inception in intercepting crimes such as stolen vehicles, blasting cartridges, drug smuggling and other illicit activities during the festive season operations.
Yeah, so what we are doing now, especially when we started the execution of our plan, Elvis, from the 6th of December, we are busy taking uh, down very clear statistics. We will then be doing a proper briefing uh, to the media uh, to uh, reflect on the entire um, a festive uh, execution of the plan and that will include proper statistics in terms of uh, our interceptions and all of that but if i can just reflect on some of the historical which which are con contained in our media statement of the 3rd of december it is where we talk about 279 vehicles that we have intercepted and these were the vehicles hijacked in the republic and these are high valued vehicles that they were intending to take them out into uh, Zimbabwe in particular as well as Mozambique. Those are the two countries where most of these cars are being taken into. We do know that some are actually exiting through into the other parts of the continent like Zambia and all of that. So we have intercepted those and we gave them to the SAPS to do further investigations into the country. In terms of the cartridges, it's 395 that we intercepted. Those ones were coming into the country and they're being used to explode these uh, catch-in-transit vehicles as well as ATMs and all of that. So those are some of the issues that we have done. In terms of the individuals, uh, we have intercepted a lot of them. I mean, we talked there about 100,000 individuals who are trying to enter the Republic illegally, and we had also refused some even from entering our processing point, as it were. And I think the most popularized one was the 443 children that we hmm. denied entry into our processing center that were coming from the Zimbabwean side. Uh, those children were stopped at the border. They did, they, they, they did not come into South Africa. Is that correct? No, definitely, Elvis. So what we have done this time to make sure that we do border management proper, we have actually intensified the deployment in our access gates into the port of entry to the extent that what we do is we only allow people to enter into the port and enter into the South African soil when they have the requisite documents. If they don't have, like in the case of the children, we then return them. Mm. In that way, we at least... Uh, also uh, uh, make our immediate neighbors to be accountable for those kind of uh, situations. Yes. And that is why those children were therefore in their custody and they are the ones who have to make sure that they are reconciled with their families. They then take care of them. But if we had allowed them into South Africa, then the, it was going to be our responsibility to do all of that process. So this is one thing that we have started doing differently. And by the way, what it also does, uh, Elvis, that uh, uh, that that point, it also helps uh, help us to make sure that our officials inside the port are not vulnerable to being bribed because the people that are allowed to go into the desks are the people that already qualify with requisite documentation. Just lastly, Doctor, could you elaborate on the BMA's commitment to zero tolerance for corruption among officials, the ongoing investigations currently, as well as the measures in place to maintain a corruption-free environment at the ports of entry? Yeah, you see exactly that. Um, that is one of our biggest issues because we know that corruption has been one of the critical uh, challenges in as far as the ports of entry is concerned. So up to this point, we, we can confirm that since we started operating from the 1st of April, we were able to exit around four individuals who had been found to have done things out, out, out of the protocol literally fired them and we have eight that we are currently in the process of investigation obviously following all labor relations protocol but what is also good about the bma is that uh, section 13 of the bma act enables us to do vetting as well as continuous uh, lifestyle audits into our individuals so that on its own is assisting in terms of making sure that we keep the people of high integrity into the space again uh, what we are also looking at although we have not yet moved at that point 
is to be able to procure body cams for mm. all of our officials at the port so that each and every interaction they do with travelers will be on camera and that camera will be controlled off-site not necessarily by the person themselves we can only switch them off if they go to the bathroom but under normal circumstance they are always on and they're controlled from a central point that on its own is going to help us to address the, the issues doctor all the best of luck and have a festive period that's great. Thank you very much, Elvis. Dr. Michael Masia Pato is the Commissioner of the Border Management Authority. You can find SAFM Current Affairs on 104 to 107 nationwide. Our podcasts are available for download on all our digital platforms. SAFM, leading the conversation.